0: A market move like today, or that we've seen over the past couple of uh, weeks, really shouldn't be a big change to their life. We should have already pre planned for this, and we should know that this is part of the course. So, while the recent volatility has not been fun, um, we, we really should know that we've already been thinking about this months ago, years ago for some clients, and a decade ago for other clients. Office in Lexington, Kentucky. Welcome to The Ballast Life, a series of conversations highlighting respected professionals, community leaders, and important topics that are necessary to achieving financial cohesion.
1: Hi, this is John Boardman, founder and CEO of Ballast. I'm here today with actually all of our firm partners. We have Andy Reynolds, our COO, uh, Brian Burton, who is our uh, director of portfolio strategy, and Cameron Hamilton, who is our um, director of financial Planning. Today is Monday, March 9th, 2020, and obviously the markets have been uh, volatile over the last um, couple of weeks, and um, we've had a pullback this morning, and we actually just came out of a three-hour meeting internally talking about portfolio strategy, and we thought it'd be a good opportunity to um, to share some of the ideas that we're discussing and some of the ways we think we're gonna navigate this. So I just have some questions for everybody in the room um, just sort of get your input, so to speak, on some of the things that we're doing um what are you talking to andy i'll start with you Um, in talking with clients um, what are some of the things you're telling them we're we're doing to address this
0: environment i think what's important right now is that everybody first of all takes a step back and realizes kind of what's going on and, and where we're at first of all this is not something that's brand new we've seen stuff like this before in the in the market is going to go through periods um, of positive times and, and negative times, and it's good for the markets. It's cathartic. It um, allows us to always have a uh, fair market, and sometimes it allows those who are chasing returns or looking for um, yield to really take an opportunity to to think about what they're what they're in. So. You know, I think one thing we always just want to make sure for people is that we're making good investments along the way and, and being methodical and having an approach towards what we're doing inside their portfolio. And so for most people, a market move like today or that we've seen over the past couple of uh, weeks really shouldn't be a big change to their life. We should have already pre-planned for this and we should know that this is part of the course so while the recent volatility has not been fun um, we we really should know that we've already been thinking about this months ago years ago for some clients and a decade ago for other clients because it's been about that time since we've really seen this this big time this big volatility other than maybe twelve months ago so it's it's nothing that we haven't been prepared for it's nothing that we weren't expecting um, it's just part of being an investor and, and reacting to it the right way is, is really important because that's where if you do the wrong things that's where real harm can be done
1: Brian I'm going to pass it to you um, obviously this all started with the coronavirus um, but as it appears <clears throat> at least the way the market's behaving to have um, touched on several other industries and areas of the market so what are your current
2: observations sort of of where the market sits, and you know, both in the equity
1: as well as fixed income
2: markets? Yeah, I mean, we've seen you know, certain sectors, certain areas of the market obviously getting punished uh, more so than others. Um, just take a quick glance at uh, the airlines, um, some of the entertainment industry in general, uh, we've seen some, some major pullbacks there and, and, and probably for good reason. Um, you know, this At least in the short term is likely to change uh, some of the consumer behavior. Um, about some of the events we attend and some of the vacations that we take. So we definitely seen certain sectors um, get hit more than others, but, you, you know, you can look at uh, other areas, um, some of the consumer staples um, that you would expect to hold up better, and, then, and they absolutely are doing that. Um, you can see, I think Walmart's the only Dow stock up today, uh, which, which makes sense um, if you think about the impact. Uh, as far as fixed income, you know, today with obviously with crude selling off uh, so steeply, um, and rates coming down to the levels that we've never seen before, um, it's it's chal- It's a challenging time in fixed income markets, and trying to help our clients navigate that the best way best way we can. We spent a lot of our time this morning uh, discussing uh, fixed income markets and our strategies um, about that area. So. It, it, it's still, a lot is still, you know, yet to come and yet to be determined with, with rates and how that all plays out. Um, but we're, we're doing everything we can uh, strategy-wise to, to best position our client portfolios. The banks have
1: sold off pretty aggressively. Um, what are your thoughts on that and what do you think that's in response to? In response to?
2: I think the bank's sell-off is, is definitely, um, can be attributed to the, the rates uh, that we've seen. Um, Ten-year Treasury got down as low as, I think, like 32 basis points uh, this morning, so obviously that that, uh, hurts banks' earnings. Um, You know, their margins are are decreased significantly uh, on the lending side. Um, Also when when rates get extremely low, um, banks are more hesitant to to lend money, so those consumers that are looking to... uh, take advantage of low rates may run into a bit of a liquidity issue with with banks issuing credit
1: yeah i mean it seems to me with the treasury coming down as much as it has pretty much across the board i mean the 30 year got below one percent is that a byproduct of international money coming in and flooding the treasury market or is that a byproduct or of lack of you know uh, growth anticipated, you know, within the global or, or domestic economies, a I, combination
2: I, thereof. I, th- I think it's absolutely a combination. There is a ton of money flooding in from overseas into U.S. Treasuries, mm-hmm. pushing rates down. Um, but also with you know the, with the coronavirus, um, and already you had a slowing global economy outside of the U- United States. Um, when you start throwing you know, these type of disruptions into the picture, uh, the forecast for global GDP um, has, is declining. Um, and there's just so much uncertainty there, how this virus plays out and how it affects global supply chains. And um, so, a lot, again, yet to be determined there, yeah. um, but definitely a combination of both. Andy, I'm going to throw it back to you.
1: How have your communications been with clients so far? Obviously, everyone has a certain pullback in the market that sort of triggers that, that fear and that phone call or that email, but how have the communications been with clients so far?
0: Yeah, I think good. I think, you know, we all work hard on keeping clients abreast of our thoughts and our opinions and what we should be doing in the market. Um, You know, we have a fortunate um, business model where we all, as you're hearing today, work as a team and collaborate together, and not that it's a one-size-fits-all approach by any means, but... We firmly believe whether it's our webcasts or now podcasts or commentaries, we we've, we've really worked hard to keep people abreast of our thoughts and 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 where we think things are going. So, honestly, the the conversations as you've had as well have been good. And you know, most people, you know, we haven't had a ton of panic. Um, obviously, I think you're just a retired person or you're soon to be a retired person. This is a concerning time and and we want to be available for those people and we want everybody to know we're just a phone call away and it can be multiple phone calls it, you know we are your partner in this um, and so it's it's warranting as much conversation as people need but it's also we don't want to get stuck in this doomsday conversation the the media especially the financial media right now can certainly scare you into a whirlwind and we don't want to follow that path we want to always be looking for opportunities and always be looking ahead and so i think you know fortunately conversations have been pretty good and and you know i think we'll continue to be that way because we've had a lot of these conversations preemptively knowing that something is always on the brink then and preemptively talked about what we would do when this does occur so it's it's now navigating through it carefully and and Methodically, And I think that's what we're hired to do. And and we've communicated that from day one that that would be our approach. So, you know, who knows what the next couple weeks and months bring, but, uh, you know, I think everyone's prepared for that.
1: Yeah, I think I've been pleasantly surprised. And actually in those conversations with clients, they've been asking if we should go buy some things that are cheaper. Um, which is good, I think that's obviously, hopefully we've done a good job educating clients to the idea that we're trying to stay unemotional and look for value. Um, I do think this, sir, this um, window that we're in is unique in that um, I think we can all agree it's likely to come to an end at some point, particularly speaking specifically the coronavirus scare. Um, and even though we know that, it's hard to paint a picture of in the short term what damage can be done um, both domestically and internationally, and then what scar tissue will be left from that. Um, You can definitely point to certain industries, like the cruise industry, obviously, is gonna be, you know, probably permanently affected for that by this. Um, But I do think our job, as Andy was referencing, is to maintain an unemotional stance and sort of pierce through media and, uh, you know, the red text all over the CNBC screen, just so we can sort of look at what we're actually doing, which. You know, in this window, um, I believe uh, it's creating some value, I and mean, we've already we talked about it this morning. And I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit, Brian. I know we haven't. Um, we're kind of going to reconvene after this podcast is over. But you know, what are some of the things that that we are considering as part of this when you see sort of dislocations like this in the uh, in the market?
2: Yeah, I would say you know, first first things first. We're, we're hearing a lot of. Uh, Media members talking about and, and making comparisons uh, today to what we saw in the financial crisis. I, I want to be clear. This is this is very different. Um, th- this is so different than what we experienced uh, with the financial system nearing collapse of uh, 12 years ago. Um, some of our strategy, I, I think, you know. We've been focused really heavily um, on the bond market with rates being so low, we think there is a great deal um, of risk in bond markets. So, you know, for those out there that are holding long-term bonds, um, you've done well, um, surprisingly well, over the last uh, 12 months. I would just be, just be cautious and know exactly what you own in the bond market. Um, where rates are today, if, if rates were to go up significantly, um, those those longer-term bonds would, would take a significant hit in price. So just be cognizant of that. We're trying to position our portfolios uh, with more of a barbell strategy and look at fixed income as, as a whole and not just really a, digging into specific investments. But we want to we want to spread out our risk across that entire asset class. Uh, we we don't want to be long duration. We don't want to take on too much credit risk, uh, but just be well positioned to combat any type of, of storm in, in interest rates. And I was just out of that
0: Brian, you know I think one thing that we've been talking about for a while now and and it just continues moving lower rates and we've talked about, you know, there may be as much or more risk in the bond market today than than in the stock market. And you see the headline news of the S&P and the Dow, and navigating both of those very carefully and not chasing returns in today's environment is going to be so incredibly important. And, And making good decisions as you make those changes, no matter which way you're going, I think really that's where the true harm can
2: be done. I agree, and we've seen some nice appreciation uh, in some of our in, in some of our fixed income hold, holdings, and you know we're talking about possibly trimming some of those gains off and repositioning into some other uh, asset classes that have been beaten up. So it's really just trying to position yourself to you know where you have done well to cap, make sure you capture some of those gains, and not let the you know the market rebalance it for you. So I'm just trying to find opportunities elsewhere. Yeah, it's like squeezing the
1: juice out of a lemon. Eventually, there's only there's a right. little bit or none left. right. Uh, I think the fixed income environment in many ways has sort of repaid us a year in advance on some of these investments, if you think of the way the principal is appreciated. Well, I'm going to toss it to Mr. Positive over here, Cameron, to talk about some of the, uh, you know, we, when we sent out a letter last year to clients when the markets were at historic highs, we talked about planning opportunities that that can offer. I think it's right. just as appropriate to talk about what can happen when you have a, a stock market pullback, particularly, and what, what potential opportunities that opens up as well.
3: Sure, yeah, and I don't really want to get into market timing or make any blanket statements. You know, we have clients all across the spectrum: so people young, just starting to invest; people in the middle of their career; and then people who are, uh, you know, looking at taking the portfolio they have and creating income from that. So. I've just written down kind of a handful of topics that I think I would be looking at right now and I would love it if this would spark ideas and spark conversations with our clients just give us a call if any of these things sound like uh, they pertain to you so last year uh, last summer we wrote about or I wrote about mortgages uh, interest rates being uh, near historic lows well they're at historic lows now so you know we had a lot of activity with people uh, consolidating or you know moving to a, a shorter maturity you know moving from 30-year to 15year mortgages or if they have rental properties getting them off of adjustables onto fixed rates and I think it's still a golden opportunity to do that if we haven't uh, done so today. Um, Roth conversions is a big topic. Uh, we've been really thinking hard about the Roth money for years now big believers in Roth money and for some of our clients we know we've had the discussions with you about, Uh, making Roth conversions, especially uh, after the SECURE Act and how that's going to uh, accelerate monies coming out of traditional IRAs for the next generation. So not saying we're uh, converting at the bottom, but it's definitely a low point relative uh, to where we were last year. So thinking about making Roth conversions, if it's in the plan to do it this year, uh, maybe accelerate that, or if we've been on the fence about it, I think it's time to to readdress the Roth question. Uh, same goes with the required minimum distributions. Uh, their strategy to taking those. Uh, a lot of people we we install it throughout the year, but you know, depending on which boat you sit in, uh, we might think about them differently. So if you're one of our people who um, has high uh, ira balances that we've said you know we're going to be kicking out require minimum distributions in excess of your income uh it it makes sense to to go ahead and uh, accelerate those uh distributions and we'll be taking a substantially larger larger share of them uh, but if if the converse is is true and you're you're we're trying to stretch income and maximize maybe it makes more sense uh to install Uh, some people with variable income Uh, it's just a good time always uh, if we think the economy's changing to review how we uh, think our year is going to go you know for people who you know are in sales industries or or work on kind of big chunks um, you know those people usually have more cash than others but just thinking about how we think our year is gonna go. Do we wanna be more conservative with cash? Or some people, uh, this might bring up opportunities to be installing cash quicker. Um, And then one tip for just for our younger people, but really anyone who saves into a a 401k or some type of uh, qualified retirement plan at work is just give another look at that, make sure it's still in line uh, from a risk perspective. Uh, If we haven't rebalanced it in a long time, it may have been, way overweight equities but if we have recently maybe a rebalance today would sell bonds that have appreciated uh uh come back into equities and and keep us in line with with how we felt we wanted to be
1: yeah great well i'll open this up to everybody um i think it's easy to get caught up in the media sort of hysteria of what this is right now and you know it's the it's the lead story on every news channel. Uh, tonight will be about the markets. It'll be about the bond market. It'll be about the energy sector. Um, but thinking realistically and long-term, because we are long-term planners at heart, um, what are some of the long-term implications that you can see from a period like this? Because um, we have this handy chart here in the conference room where we're doing this podcast right now, and we can look up there and we can see all of these historic moments in U.S. market history um, that have been dealt with. Obviously, there was some change that occurred thereafter, but just put on your sort of fortune teller hat and and think about what are some of the long-term implications of this sort of window that we're going through.
2: Well, I'll start, John. I, I think it's, it's vital to not lose sight of, of where we were uh, just a couple weeks ago, which were we were at all-time highs uh, across the, across all uh, equity markets um, So this feels really bad uh, In the short term and, and, and there's a lot of pain that's it's come along with this um, But we can't lose sight of what what happened in 2019. We had a phenomenal year in equity markets um, These things do happen um, This is not that abnormal uh, To be quite honest um, I, I think, honestly, once the dust settles on this, um, this will be a good thing uh, for um, investor complacency, to be quite honest. Yeah. Uh, most of these recent um, sell-offs, some of them have been you know, pretty, pretty quick, um, but they bounce back almost immediately. You know, we've seen V-shaped recoveries in almost every sell-off over the last few years, and that's not the norm. Uh, a lot of times, these sell-offs last uh, for an extended period of time, and that's not necessarily a bad thing um, in the short term. We just have to make sure that our money for our clients that's invested in equities is there for the long term. Um, if there's a short-term need, uh, we don't need to be taking the risk that, that equity markets expose us to. So I, I my, my point is I think it's good kind of reset um our mindset on equity markets and that they can go down and can stay down for a little bit of time
0: and I think you know if we want to have a secular bull market so a long long-term bull market where the market goes up we have to have periods of time where we have step like this um, to your point John this is gonna be news coverage because it's it's if it bleeds it you know, you're going to follow it everywhere. It's going to, you're going to be reading about it. You're going to be seeing about it. You're going to be talking to colleagues about it. You're going to be talking to family members about it. And what's just so important is, as you are mentioning, Brian, this is normal. The coronavirus is a new story, but there was SARS, there was MERS, there was Ebola. You know, we've, we've seen these types of things. We've seen other types of things, and next time it will be something else. So, you know, we will, there'll probably be more pain to come. I don't know that we're at a bottom today. We would love to be, but we're probably not, and there may be a, a false move up. Um, but I think what this leads to is hopefully a um, a period of time where businesses are able to reevaluate what decisions they're making and if this is kind of a forced period of time because it will go away coronavirus is not going to be here for the next 20 years you know this these types of things will play out and and from a positive standpoint maybe it allows businesses to look at what they're doing consumers to look at you know what kind of payments they have and if something happens what decisions they need to make and it allows investors to look at their risk tolerances and make sure they're doing all the right things but you know I Hopefully I'm right. I don't see this being a big doomsday event. Um, But we have to be prepared for uh, panic and and whatnot Um, because you're going to see it all around you. Um, But we are not in panic mode over here. We have been expecting this. We've been prepared for it. And, you know, it's it's part of it.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I'll just piggyback on that and give my uh, optimist take on it as well. Uh, I think, you know, Brian, you talked about Uh, a tough time in the market like this flushing out complacency and you know we saw after the financial crisis it kind of bred a a worry and conservatism back into investors especially those that were getting close to retirement that maybe uh had we kind of gotten away from so my hope with with having a time like this you know as opposed to the end of 18 that was very v-shaped like you said you know kind of brings that uh reality back towards investors and has them get serious about you know their financial plans so uh you know maybe if you were 50 55 right now and you see you know a 10-year time horizon uh you know we're going to be taking it a little bit more serious than we would and and, you know making good steps to to uh, get ourselves closer to financial security than, than if everything was rosy for the next 10 years. You know, you'd rather have your, your poor periods uh, be, be further out in your time horizon where we can start making good moves to combat them. Yeah.
1: Well, we just wanted to share our thoughts with everyone. Um, you know, we're prepared to deal with this and the wide range of potential outcomes that this could bring. I mean, a few weeks from now, we could be talking like this is uh, ancient history we could be talking about this several months from now. Um, but we just wanted everyone to know that we're proactively thinking about the portfolio, but most specifically about you at a household level and um, what you need to do. So we would encourage if you have any anxieties or concerns about what's going on, um, You know, we know your situation and we're happy to discuss you know your specific situation with you. Everyone has different needs as it relates to liquidity and we're happy to discuss that as well. Uh, we feel very confident we've prepared our clients appropriately for this environment. We've said it for, for years, we don't react to volatility, we expect volatility. And I think this is exactly what we've been preparing for for, for several years. Um, but um, we I thought it was important that you heard from uh, core members of the team on what we are discussing, having sort of gone back and forth this morning for several hours. Um, does anybody else have anything to add as it relates to... Uh, What clients should be doing or you know how they can um obviously they can reach out to us at any time
0: yeah i would just add to that please don't hesitate to call and and if you've called before and you want to call again call again you know these times the financial media and the media in general they're gonna they make money off of getting eyeballs on their screen or on their tablet or whatever it may be so please lean on us it's what we're here for This is where we earn, you know, a big part of of what we do for you. So, you know, if if, if this continues and you want to talk, please lean on us. Very good. Thanks uh, to everyone for listening, and
1: uh, we look forward to seeing you soon.